Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Got a nice solo podcast for you. I just uh, kind of tell jokes the whole time. I hope you think it's funny. Okay, and here we go. Yo, so I'm going to talk about, I'm going to tell you guys about all of the Thai gay dudes that I uncomfortably interact with way too often. Like an unimaginable amount of time. Actually a very imaginable amount of time because it's really not that many, but it's so much more than in the United States. Uh, so, like, so in America, for 23 years, the amount of gay men who have point blank asked me to have sex with them, it was zero. In the last six months, the amount of Thai gay men who have asked me to point blank go home with them, is three. And that's way too much. Way too much when there have been no, like, it's fine if you're a gay dude and we know each other and then you ask me to have sex with you. I get it, okay? People like to have sex. I get it. I understand. But if we have said zero words to each other and then you say Come home with me. Go home by yourself. Don't speak ever again. If you say that to somebody, you deserve zero more words for the rest of your life. And now, women, I'm, I am so sorry because of all the creeps that you have to deal with constantly. Because a woman would never ask that. A woman would never say that in a creepy way to somebody who she's never spoken to ever before in the, for her entire life. The first words out of a woman's mouth would never be, come have sex with me, to anybody ever. And, but you know how often men do it? A lot. And so I've been creepy, for sure. But not to that extent. But I've definitely been creepy to women, I, I'm sure, at some point in my life. And I'm sorry because it's the worst. And I never knew what it was like until now. So here's the story. Here's one story. I'm exercising on an outdoor, outdoor workout place. Uh, I call it the Venice of the East. It's just a bunch of workout equipment outside. All day, every day, it's just there. It's a cool atmosphere, usually. Uh, and I go there one night. This is pretty early on in my time in Thailand. I'm surprised I haven't told this story yet. Uh, and this, uh, this dude, just looks like a nice, happy guy, smiles at me. So I'm like, oh, that's nice. I Camaraderie. We're both exercising. I'm going to smile back. So I smiled back. And I, thought, I was like, okay, cool. Interactions with him for the rest of my life, over. But not what happened. And then 
the whole time, the whole time that we're exercising, well, that I'm exercising and he is also there, he's staring at me. And it was the worst thing ever. There was this one time where I was doing pull-ups and he locks eyes with me while I'm doing pull-ups. And I do the thing where I look away and then you look back to see if they're still looking and he's still there. And then I look away again and I look back and he's still laser-focused, locked onto my eyes. And I've never wanted to crawl inside my own body and disappear forever more in my entire life. And I I get it because I'm sure so many women feel that all the time. You know what I, you know, the whole thing, resting bitch face, you know what I think that comes from? I think that comes from too many stupid idiot creep dudes staring at women thinking it's going to turn them on because that's what goes through men's minds when they're staring at somebody in a creepy way. Like I get it sometimes, like if you're really, I, I, this happens to me sometimes I catch myself more now, but uh, there'll be times, there's been times before where I've, I walked past a girl or like in a coffee shop or whatever, and she's just so good looking. And like the first few moments of me seeing her, I like, I like go brain dead for a second because she was too pretty. And like, I didn't know what to do with my life anymore because that's what happens to me when I see pretty girls. That's also the reason, one of the reasons why I know I'm not gay is because how much I, how I'm attracted to women, and I get it, all, all men, lots of people are attracted to women, but it's different, I think women, you guys are the most mystical creatures in the world, and I'm the type of guy, if I was living in ancient Greece, and if, uh, like, sea sirens existed, and I knew what they were doing, like, to enchant, if they were singing songs to me, if there was a woman in the sea singing a song to me, uh, and I knew she was singing a song to me just to, to trap me and then kill me, I would sail directly to her 100% every time. I would be dead. It would only happen once. If I, if I met any enchantress ever in my whole entire life, she would kill me immediately. I would be the person who gets written about at the beginning of the book, and then you don't hear his name ever again because I got I got sucked in to the the black hole of an enchantress woman woman and that's me if a mermaid cuz mermaids actual mermaid mythology there's some pretty intense chicks they 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 sing to you they'll bring you in they'll you know flash the the flopping fish around at you and then you just you get sucked in and it's like a gravitational pull and you're like huh, and then you go brain dead and you don't know what's going on and then they strangle you they pull you into the water they drown you, and they eat you alive. That would be me. That's what would happen to me. So that's one of the reasons why I know I'm not gay. Uh, but the other reason why I know I'm not gay is because some dudes are attractive. Like, I look at, I'll walk through the down the street, and I'll be like, oh, that's a good-looking dude. But never am I, do I go brain dead. And never for one second would I be like, I daydream about, like, a dude. Uh, but I could appreciate a good-looking guy. I think there's lots of good-looking guys out there. It's nice to see a good-looking guy. One of my favorite things to see is a good-looking guy and a good-looking girl together. And 
they're both super nice. That happens sometimes at Nikki's. It's like a white whale uh, at Nikki's on the Bay when uh, I'll be waiting tables and one girl, the girls there is just like super good looking. And then the dude, he's super good looking. And then you go and you greet them, you say hello, and they're both just so sweet and so nice, so kind, personable. They let you do your job. They don't push any of your buttons, and then they tip you well. Those are the best. I, I, my hope for humanity is restored when two good-looking people date each other and are nice. I love it. It's one of my favorite things in the world. But one of my least favorite things in the world is having Thai gay men stare at you while you're exercising to think that they're going to enchant me like a mermaid would. Like, how disrespectful is it that a Thai gay man thinks that he could have the same effect on me as a mermaid? Are you kidding me? The impudence. Those dudes need reality checks. All right? Uh... And now, don't be like John, don't jump to conclusions. You might have not known he was gay. No, I know he was gay because then after I like stopped, because I, that was my first bad move when I smiled at him. Oh, with the resting bitch face thing, I'm sure that those girls who have resting bitch face, it just came from too many creep men staring at them trying to get them to turn turn them on and be like, hey, baby, like I'm staring at you. Do you want some of this? And they get so frustrated and uncomfortable with that that they just have resting bitch face so that nobody looks at them and nobody thinks, like, don't give people the time of day. Because now, after this happening more than three times, I, I don't give Thai men the time of day. I walk around like a jerk. The look that's on my face when I'm walking through a crowd is, if you look at me, I'm going to kill you. That's what the look that I have adopted while I'm walking around or I'm near Thai men because they have no boundaries, no self-control, and no idea of how, I don't know, maybe it works for them, I don't know, but I hate it. Uh, and so while I'm doing these pull-ups, have you ever uh, have you ever seen the movie uh, Enter the Dragon? You know, so when you, when I'm doing when I'm doing pull up well when I'm doing pull-ups and uh, a gay man stares at you to try to turn you on, they call that enter the sexual misconduct. And it's the worst thing ever. And I can't stand it. And I wish it didn't happen again, but now I don't open myself up for those things to happen again because I have a resting bitch face now towards Thai men. Thai women, they get the, they get the, the closed mouth smile all day because they're good. They get it. They understand that I'm just a person. I don't want to have sex with them. But Thai gay men, they don't get that. Uh, and so after, so this dude seriously like waited around until I was finished exercising followed me out and then said to me come he said follow me come home with me in english he said those things to me he says follow me 
come home with me? And I said, no. And then he left. And I can't, and I'm, I can't believe that that happens to women so often. So now I get it. Now I know what that's like a little bit. I've had a taste of it, of what it's like to interact with a man who's a creep. And it's really the worst. And it really got me mad. Uh, and it, because like, it got me pissed uh, that he would do that because I don't know, like, maybe like it got me mad, mad. And I think, like, what if a girl said that to me? Would I have gotten angry? No, not at all. I wouldn't have gotten angry whatsoever. And I try to think, hmm, why did I get angry if a man was forward with me? But I don't get angry when women are forward with me. Is it because I'm a little homophobic? Maybe. Is it because maybe I'm scared? Maybe. It could be that. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe it could be like, because, all right, he's a man and he could hurt me. Uh, and so I, that scares me. And so I get mad as a reflection of my fear. Maybe. Could be that. It could also be that I'm a little homophobic and I don't know it. It could be. I don't know. Uh, I'm super down with gay people. I love hanging out with gay people. I have no hate in my heart to gay people, but maybe I have some subconscious homophobicness. If that's a word, maybe I do. I don't know. Uh, but, so you know when that happens? When a Thai gay man makes uh, advances at you that are so uncalled for? They call it Crouching Tiger Hidden Gay Man. And I don't ever want to be a part of that ever again. And so the resting bitch face has come. Because you know the movie Kung Fu Hustle? You know what they call it when a Thai gay man tries to have sex with you without you consenting? They call it Kung Fu. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> That's what they call it. And I don't ever want to be in that situation again. And I, don't, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much. Because these Thai gay men got to get under the control. And I don't know what they think is... I don't know. Maybe Maybe it works for them. Maybe it works. All you have to do is stare at somebody like a creep and then tell them to follow you on your Vespa as you putter to your house. I don't know. Maybe it works. But it's not going to work with me. So that, yeah. And <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's what happens, man. That's what happens with Thai gay men. And this, a situation similar to that have happened two other times. And I don't like it. And I don't think it should ever happen. But it also kind of happens with women, too. Because, uh, like, the looks that you get from women in this country, it's unreal. Never in my, like, if it, I don't know what it is, but, like, if you're alone, and then there's a girl alone, and you lock eyes, that girl will freaking throw it down on you with her eyes and it's crazy to the point where i would feel uncomfortable from from women staring at me like i've never felt that ever in my life oh like from a girl giving me the sex eyes and it made me feel uncomfortable it's never made me feel uncomfortable ever until now 
until the Thai girls who do it because it's unreal. Like the way that if a Thai girl wants you, the way that they look at you, the what they say with their eyes is, I want to like tear you apart and eat you alive. It's like I want to rip open your your rib cage and eat your intestine. That's the looks that Thai women give you when they want to have sex with you. And it's made me feel uncomfortable. It's also made me feel super erotic sometimes, but also it's made me feel uncomfortable. And then with the thing with the Thai women and when they do it to you, has happened much more than the Thai men. But, you know, the last six months, Thai gay men have been like, hey, let's have sex three times for the last, for the previous 23 years of my life. It's happened <laughs> zero. And so that's saying something. Uh, and that's kind of weird. And I don't like it at all. You know what else is uh, kind of weird? That Korean dogs, they go mwang mwang, not bark bark. And so a, uh, a Korean lady asked me, she goes, what sounds do dogs make? And I said, what? <laughs> and she goes, she goes, mwang mwang. And I was like, what? I was like, what? And then and she was like, what kind of, she goes, what kind of sounds do dogs make? And I said, bark, bark. And she goes, ah, okay. And then she wrote it down. And I was like, hold up, what? And, <laughs> and then she goes, in Korea, dogs go mwang, mwang. And so, like, if they're talking about the noise that a dog makes when it barks, they don't say bark, bark. They say mwang, mwang. And that blew my mind that they, when they hear a bark, because, like, the reason we, we say dogs bark is because we think that's what it sounds like. We think when a dog barks, we hear bark, 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 bark. That's what we hear. But in Korea, they hear wong, 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 wong. And, of course, of curse, I'm pronouncing it so incorrectly. But in Korea, dogs go mwang mwang. Not bark bark. What an odd thing. So when Korean people, they hear bark bark, they actually hear mwang mwang. You know what else is insanity in Korea? And now Koreans, I'm down with Koreans. Don't take this as, uh, I'm throwing shade at Koreans, but Wong Wong is a lot different than Bark Bark. I'm not saying insanity like a bad thing, but just a super different thing. Because uh, in reality, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change anything about your life. Uh, but this next thing also doesn't change anything about your life. But it's so different. So in Korea... Okay, rewind. I, I tutored many Korean children in the past. 
for like a couple of years. And the, the Korean kids, when I would ask them, hey, how old are you? They would go, in Korea, I'm 14. But in America, I'm 13. And the first time some of the kids said to me, I was like, what? I was like, that's kind of weird, but I didn't say anything. And the next time I go, hey, how old are you? And he goes, in Korea, I'm 12. But in America, right now, I'm 10. And I'm like, what? And these kids don't, didn't speak enough English for, to explain it to me. But then I would to this 18-year-old kid who had decent English. And I was like, yo, what's the deal? Like, why are all these kids telling me that they're 14 years old in Korea, but 12 in America? And he goes, ah, yeah. He was like, okay. So what they do in Korea is when you're born, you're one years old. And then you don't, and then you turn two, not on your birthday, you turn two on January 1st. And so everybody in Korea turns the next age on January 1st. And so when you come out, you're one years old. And then you don't turn. So if you're born in May, you turn two years old in January 1st. So if you're born in May, you were born on May 26th, just like me. You come out one years old. And then when you turn Jan when January 1st comes around, you become two years old. And then when your birthday comes, when your first birthday comes, you're two years old already. You're two years old before your first birthday. You're zero years old, but you're two in Korea. So if you're, if you're born, if you're born on December, if you were born on December 31st, 2018, you became two years old in a day. In less than a day. If you were born on December 31st as a Korean in Korea at 5 p.m., you became two years old after being alive for seven hours. You're seven hours <coughs> out of the womb, but you're two years old. Ask any Korean, and they'll tell you that I'm telling the truth. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. That Koreans do it like that. That's just how they get down. And that blew my mind. Blew my mind. You know what else blew my mind about Korea? Their birth rate is so low, they're projected to be extinct by 2750. Koreans are an endangered species. Supposed they're going to be extinct by 2750 
if nothing changes with their birth rate. That's how little the people in Korea are having babies. Do I know why? Nah. Do I ask every Korean I meet? Yeah. They tell me why a little bit. It's just they say like, but it's weird because it's the same problems. They say, oh, it's hard to find jobs. People want to focus on their careers first. It, the living expense is too high. They can't really move out from their parents' house. Same exact problems in America. But Americans aren't going to be extinct by 2750. 2750. Yeah, 2750. Uh, weird, right? Kind of sad. I, I hope things change. For the Koreans, they don't go extinct. Koreans do a lot for this world. Do I know any accomplishments off the top of my head? No. <laughs> but they're great people. Uh, last thing I want to talk about. Oh, I have to give my song. Here's my song. Here's my favorite song this week. It's Octopus's Garden by the Beatles. I've been listening to a lot of the Beatles lately. And yo... Octopus's garden. I'd like to be under the sea in an octopus's garden in the shade. I for that song makes me so happy, dude. It's my favorite Beatles song for sure. That song is my happy place. Sometimes I practice holding my breath, and when I'm holding my my breath, I pretend like I'm in an octopus's garden with a girl in the shade. And the uh, the walrus is there, and the Eggman, and a weeping guitar is. They're all there, like sitting around the table, and we're all sitting in the shade in the octopus's garden. And I, the, because the line in the song is one of the lines of the song is, "I'd like to be under the sea in an octopus's garden with you." And so I imagine I'm with a girl who I love, and she loves me too, and we're like together. And then we go to an octopus's garden, and that's my happy place. Uh. And that's my favorite Beatles song. And so now it's on the playlist. It's on the All Walks playlist. Octopus's Garden. By the Beatles. You should go look it up. It's a great song. My favorite Beatles song. Uh, last thing we're going to talk about. That I'm going to talk about. Is. The most. One of the most frustrating things. That Thai people do. But from an outsider's point of view. Must be. Hysterical. Like if it wasn't happening to me. Happening to me. I would think it was so funny. So, for, for some reason, so all of my struggles here are just with not being able to understand everybody. Ever. And so if I'm trying to figure something out or I have a question, it's impossible. Because nobody speaks English and they just speak Thai and I don't understand it. And But, for some reason, people become Oscar-winning actors when it's the most simple thing in the world that I didn't even ask a question about, but they want to explain. Here's a story. We're all sitting on the floor eating dinner one day, and all the food's like in bowls and stuff in front of us, and there's forks in each bowl, so everybody's got a fork, everybody's got their silverware, they got their spoons, and... I'm sitting there, ready to go, just sitting in place, just like everybody else is. And multiple Thai people were explaining to me how to use a fork. And they 
will like one of them stood up at one point and was tr- like trying to communicate to me that it was time to eat and they would like point to the fork they'd all these theatrics of explaining to me just how to eat and doing their best to explain to me what a fork is what we use it for what to use the fork with what not to use the fork with when to use the spoon like all this crazy stuff and i'm like yo in my head like the whole time where there this act of charades is going on the whole time i'm just like i got i'm like i know yep mhm i got thank you i get it i'm this is exactly i'm saying thank you yes kapun crap thank you i get it i understand kachai yes i get it and this whole time they're just still going explaining to me how to use a fork and i'm like hey susan i've been doing that since i was 1 years old but if it was i was in korea it would have been since i was 2 and i'm like yo freaking dave where were these theatrics when i needed the printer paper when i was asked when i had the last piece of printer paper in my hand and i was asking you where the extra printing paper is where were these theatrics why did you forget that i don't speak thai when i needed to know where the printer paper was and you just spoke to me back in thai and then left but when there's food in front of me and i've been eating forever you decide to become leonardo dicaprio what is it like how much of an idiot do like i don't get it like i don't i'm sure it comes from a good place but i don't get it like where what's the deal like oh oh really i'm supposed to use the fork i was just going to start licking it up like a dog thank you for telling me oh i'm supposed to put the food in my mouth i was going to try to put it in my ears because i've never eaten before ever in my life what what's the deal uh and then there was this one time uh i was in church and like everybody stood up and like the moment you know the moment where you start putting pressure into your feet to stand up the person next to me busts out all these three like sits back down and then lifts their arms up and says and goes stand up and i was like oh really kelly I thought the pastor said for everybody except me to stand up. That's what I thought he said. I thought he wanted everybody in the whole room except me to stand up. Thanks for the explanation, but where were these where were these explanations when I wanted to know what time school started? why where i don't like blows my mind and it took more than two adults about 
five months to understand that I don't speak Thai. To for me saying, like just rattling off all this Thai to me, thinking that I understand every word that I know for five months, and every single time I'm just like, I'm sorry, I don't speak Thai. And if, at the start, I would be really like apologetic about it. I'd be really nice. I'd be hey, I'm so sorry, I don't speak Thai. Blah blah blah. I can't. I can't understand. You. I'm sorry. Uh, but then now, after like five months of that. You, I, I'm just like, literally, there's one, one adult, like, I get it when the kids don't get it that I don't speak Thai, because they're children, and they don't understand things like that, but when adults should understand that, I literally go, when they start speaking to me in Thai, I go, I don't speak Thai, and that's it, and then one time, an adult, like, five, four months after being here, she goes, John, do you speak Thai? And I said, in my head, I said, what? I was like, you think I've been silent for the last five months and I speak Thai? You think I just don't speak to anybody ever by choice? Blows my mind. Uh, and that's it. That's, that's one of the... But I could see... From an outsider's point of view, that being one of the funniest things in the world, because you feel like a uh, an idiot when somebody's acting out how to use a fork, and it's like, ah, I get it, I know, I know what to do, I know, I know. This is about the only situation that I know, and you're teaching me like I'm an alien or something who's never seen a fork before. Like I get it if it was chopsticks. Because nobody's ever formally taught me how to use chopsticks. I could probably use some formal education on how to use chopsticks. I've just had to figure it out. I get it if it was chopsticks. We use chopsticks all the time here. I get it if somebody was like, hey, let me show you how to use chopsticks. And I would be like, yeah, please. Because we don't use chopsticks in America. But we use forks and spoons and knives all the time, all day. Uh, that's the podcast, everybody. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Game Man. Send it out. Send it off. Till next time, my beloveds. Goodbye.